2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: For a record for my daughter for her birthday, I just called to say I love you. Do you have it?
0: Yeah. Great. We have it. Great. Can I have it then? No, no, you can't. Why not? Well, it's sentimental, tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that sells I just called to say, Olivia, go to the mall? What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, oh, oh. is she in a coma? No, I don't have that record. I'll buy it for $40. We're up. So, now why would you sell it to me and not to him? Because you're not a geek, Lewis. You guys are snobs.
3: No, we're not. No, seriously, you're totally elitist. You feel like the unappreciated scholars, so you
0: shit on the people who know less than you. No. no which is everybody. Yeah. yeah.
3: The first time that the beat rocks in the bar is going to be biblical. The second that the sing-along starts, it'll be sensational. Some proper creepers coming out of our chrysalis.
1: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco and I am joined with the leftover LC Fox out in Denver. How are you this morning?
4: I am feeling great and excited to be here to talk about the leftovers of 2020 <laughs> t- 2022.
1: Yeah? Yeah, right on, man. Uh, speaking of leftovers, I'm guessing with one turkey and 16 people, there isn't a whole lot of leftovers in your house. <laughs> nope
4: they say uh, they say to do a pound per person, is what they say. Okay. Uh, but but that involves. Th- but then you got to realize half of that's a car- goddamn carcass. So that's kind of a trick, right? Yeah, right? You know what I mean?
1: You're eating the bones.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not going to work perfectly. No, it was, it was actually about the perfect amount. It was. It was. I was All wrong. Right. My count was off. It was. It was 16 people and an 18 pound bird. So it worked out just uh, not much okay. left over. Yeah,
1: right on. Yeah, I, I I cooked a duck for the first time. I don't remember if I mentioned that, but it was the perfect amount for three people. There was only just a little bit left over that I could give the cat. So. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out okay. My first time cooking a duck didn't didn't fuck it up. So
4: that's good. I was wondering if it, if you named it. Did you name it like like Steve. before we were talking about Steve? Okay, start not yeah. not Howard. He didn't he didn't have a no. he didn't have a condom in his pocket <laughs> I, like the movie. I, I, or I didn't
1: go with anything like Donald or Howard. No. Um, okay. Uh, my I did ask my wife I pulled it out of the, the thing And I looked at it On the cutting board I'm like How do I know This isn't just a chicken Yeah and She's like It's a duck it's a, It looks like A fucking chicken to me They look alike And then I'm like I Had the same conversation I had with you What kind of duck was it the Right The bag doesn't say anything Other than duck Nothing So anyway I think All there's right. a whole uh, Undercover
4: uh, Undercover We should do a whole Undercover duck 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 dynasty What kind of ducks are those The, the, the duck dynasty guys have Huh Is it a racist duck <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm thinking it's not even a duck at all. I think it's a chicken. You know, locally here, it's walleye that people get, get flagged for serving. They, they end up serving like cod or halibut or something. Mm. Not halibut, uh, okay. uh, tilapia. They'll, they'll try to sneak a little tilapia past someone as, as walleye because it's cheaper and easier to get. Really? Interesting. By the way, people don't eat, don't eat tilapia. They eat their own shit. Um, so, yeah, tilapia is a fish to stay away from. That's, that's the stuff you see on set out at uh, Golden Corral. Excellent,
4: yeah. Tilapia eats his own shit. (laughs) Undercover (laughs) report. That this thus ends the duck and fish portion of the show. What do you think?
1: Uh, Well, a little turkey talk too. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Why not? All right.
4: But yeah. So today, buddy,
1: what are are we doing today?
4: Yeah, today is uh, it's been called many different versions over the years, but uh, this year I'm gonna call it. I don't know. Not That Bad or Three or Four Good Songs, a little bit of uh, The Misses <laughs> like of, of 2022, and also talk about some reissues. We're going to keep it kind of loose. We're going to talk about like two dudes at a record mm. store and, and that, uh, <laughs> you know, just flipping through some vinyl and talking about the year that was. What do you think? Something
1: like that? I want you to be Jack Black and I get to be John Cusack. Uh, okay. Just because... Uh uh, one of my favorite movies, and and I have a man crush on Cusack, so. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, well, we we could do that. <laughs> Except I've never watched that movie. What do you think about that? How about that for a hole in my, that doesn't surprise you, does it?
3: What?
4: See, I was waiting for
1: that. There's the Titanic
4: reaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the, the Titanic reaction for I, uh, a podcaster. I should be watching High Fidelity, and what's the other one, uh Empire Records or some bullshit. I don't know if that's good or not. That, that one's that not was as some... good,
1: if you ask me. I think it's kind of yeah. lame. That's more of a uh, that's for teeny boopers. Mm. Okay,
4: but but yeah, man. So I, I figure we could just kind of kick things off with a little bit of reissue talk, and uh, I I I'd like to start with with your thoughts on it because you just posted. I won't take I will steal your thunder for anything that you want to keep on from that YouTube video. But uh, why don't you just uh Breakdown Creatures of the Night. That's that's a good good one to start with, I think.
1: I, I'm kind of impressed that you watched the video. Uh, I, I really, based on our history, thought I was going to be telling you about it. today. First of all, it was only like not even 24 hours ago that I got the thing uh, right. finished and put up. So.
4: Well, I watched the first five minutes. I could figure out the rest.
1: <laughs> no i watched the whole thing you didn't i watched get, the whole thing say, if you, you missed the best part if you didn't get past <laughs> no i minutes. know
4: that, that, that i thought was uh, quite impressive uh yeah, break it down break it down what you did because i i put on the headphones like you instructed me and yeah go ahead
1: all right well i got home from record store day uh by the way i got shunned trying to buy a second copy of one of the albums on my top five but i'll uh i'll save that for later mm. uh i figured i went late in the afternoon and the line was gone everything had picked through and there was like 20 copies of the record i was grabbing i'm like well two's no big deal but you know what to their credit they hung tight they said hey one per customer on all record store release days now i think if you go back another day that loosens up but on the day of they just they won't let you okay. do that. but i did find the half speed master there um, of kiss creatures of the night so i grabbed a copy of that and to my surprise it came with a special gift Uh, And I don't believe you got this with your $15 Walmart pickup. So for uh, uh, I'll touch on that more in a second. It was maybe an independent record store thing um, because I haven't seen anybody post this anywhere. I got a Creatures of the Night uh, mat for my turntable.
4: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it might be kind of that. They do kind of keep those uh, special things for the independent retailers these days.
1: Yeah. i mean not usually kiss sure they usually give the specials to like walmart and target but so no right. that was cool a uh, nice little nice little perk there so yeah i didn't get it for 15 bucks but i also didn't have to go to fucking walmart
0: even know, i did
1: um, trying to find it but <laughs> yeah you're so, you're anyway, you're purest by necessity let me yeah, in this very st- I honestly i didn 't think this thing was going to be available in stores. Uh, I thought this was going to be one of those kiss online things that sells out, um, but the box that was there, Jesus Christ it was it was so tempting, just looking at that massive thing, but right. the price tag still kind of keeps me on the sidelines on that. Um, I will go to a streaming service for all the, the bonus stuff i didn 't get. I got the, the the triple record blue vinyl, and then I picked up the half speed master, and then I wanted to listen to the difference and actually hear it. So I throw it on my turntable. The problem is you got to like listen to it and then take it off, put it in the sleeve, get the other record out. And I'm like, I really need to actually fucking record this, take it down to my little studio here. And then I want to hear them back to back. I want to. And then I'm like, then in the light bulb in says, why don't I just do a video? And then I'll do every pressing I got. So I went with the original vinyl pressing, the '85 vinyl pressing, the uh, glow in the dark, which I didn't was surprised that it popped as well as it did. That was from '95, I believe. Okay. Um, and then the '97 CD remaster. Then I did skip the picture disc because those never sound any good. Um, and, and, and if you look, if you buy a picture disc to listen to it, you're you're doing it wrong. Um, let me see. There, I thought there was was there well, two, you, two more. That? Well, know, you also box?
4: have your. Uh... <laughs> First off, already impressed with all my goddamn versions you have for this thing. Then, then the um, uh, the bootleg one that I didn't know existed.
1: All right, yeah, I threw in the the uh, bootleg, which is another one. Just has Vinny on the, the cover. The for cloak. those that don't know, yeah. yeah. Um and then uh of course the the blue vinyl to the half speed master. Yeah. So someone in the YouTube comments said they're pretty sure the blue copy is a half speed master as well. I don't think that's accurate. They've made a pretty big I've never I haven't seen that put anywhere. I don't know why they wouldn't mention it if they yeah. did and they I keep seeing the half speed master as like this is the first time Kiss has released a half speed master. Anyway, so I lined it up. I just took this the first song Creatures of the Night and I play it. So the song's Continues on, but I go from version to version. Right. The first time I go through, I kind of walk, add a couple comments so people know when it's changing, and then uh, the second time I play it again, where you don't hear me talking.
4: So. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised what the the answer was, but it did it did uh, remind me of of over the years of how many times that that album's been fucked with. Like like I think the first yeah. the first version I had I had heard was the the one with with Kulik on the cover, um and and I don't remember. Is that when does, is killer track two on that one am I remembering it right I don't remember the, I know that no
1: actually I probably have it
4: around well, the corner don't worry about it <laughs> but I, I just I forgot that yeah. the sequencing was was different and the first time I heard it the right way was during that remaster and that's when I fell in love with that album for the first time was how clear that was when we finally had it with the right cover and the right track order and stuff like that so um but but going into this that's so it, in short it's it looks like they didn't do anything they did everything right with this release including and i'm sure this wasn't intentional but it just is nice that it worked out this way the fact that it came out basically right near thanksgiving where unfortunately you know eric Carr passed away but it's like the, that kind of an, that timing of it i thought was yeah, because okay. of this it's that drum album too i thought was kind of a nice bonus that that happened that way too even though i'm sure that wasn't part of the plan but it just worked
1: out right yeah well, they tied it around the, the the 40th anniversary mainly is that the main? Uh, okay fair enough yeah, well, but I'm just kind of validating what your comment yep. was. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I I was a little surprised that I didn't really uh, when you hear it, I can hear some deficiencies in the in the latest pressing that I don't hear in the first one. Um, and I, look, they all sound fine except for that import. To be honest with you, and I would stay away from that 85 Bruce Kulick one because right. I maybe I should have picked like uh, I Love It Loud or something where they really fucked with the mix yeah, and, big and stuff time. like that. Um, but I I felt this was a little more you know true to the the actual. I, I don't think that represents that whole record, but anyway. So those those are the only two that I would say don't ever listen to. It's not worth it. The CD does sound better. Uh, it's just more crisp and clear. Uh, I I personally think that's the reality of CD versus vinyl. I like the warmth of vinyl, and I like the it's almost, it's a different reason I listen to vinyl. I guess, but I do want to listen to a record. I don't have to skip tracks. Right. On. So um. But yeah, honestly, they all sound fine, and I think most people can enjoy it if you just want to listen to it other than those two copies.
4: So, so overall, a, a solid release. Uh, oh, even all the different versions seem to be, uh, you know, the packaging, everything like that looks looks uh, to be a quality uh, purchase. Yeah? You're, you're pleased? Yeah, cool. I'm happy with all Good. of it.
1: Uh, even that uh, Half-Speed Master uh, that I paid full price, $32. Yeah. Uh, it has that. I, I don't know if you got to see it in the video clearly, but it's the old school style paper wrap. Um, yep, I saw that. that. Um, I, I thought that was an, a, an odd but cool touch. Um, and I didn't know about it. I saw that in the release, but I was curious what it was going to look like. I figured we're eons from that being the, the standard. Like maybe there's some kind of weird process they do it now, and I won't even be able to notice. But no, it looks just like it was printed in 1959. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, tip on yeah and the, the, yeah tip on there we go just the, um, just the tip pressing the yeah and I, i'd never heard that term before which is so i of course googled it when i first saw that to find out what it was so i that's how i know the three record set i'm glad i bought that you know as opposed to dumping into the uh the giant box set which i guarantee everybody that bought that is super happy with it too i i, I so i'm not trying to shit on it for me personally I was I was actually blown away at how well that was done the the artwork the printing the booklet um, I just I even dig like the the labels and other than one of the Gene Simmons demos I was impressed with how well everything sounded um, it just I, I was kind of expecting more of a Gene right. <laughs> Simmons box set kind of thing on some of the stuff but yeah I mean it was just a, they they actually cleaned up some of the stuff because I've heard worse versions of of a couple of those songs so and yeah I mean. They left some of the more deeper, cooler stuff off the vinyl. They wanted you to spend it to get it on the box, which I still think it's weird when they do these that, that all that shit is available on streaming right away. Right. It's like, aren't you trying to sell three hundred dollar box? Sets? <laughs> I know, right? You can just, you yeah, can you know.
4: just. Sorry. Right, so, 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 and I also like the fact that the live one on the three disc one is basically, except for like one or two songs, is all Crucials of the Night yeah. live tracks versus some bullshit Very they cool. usually shove on there. Where it's like, oh, Rock and Roll Hill live. Never heard that before. Let's here, check that out. You know, um so that
1: beautiful translucent blue. Oh,
4: yeah, okay. And then, and then the uh, as far as the unreleased things that you've heard, anything jump out at you that you've? I mean, we've all heard like the. I guess not. for Innocent" is like. Look, look, why is that on there? That's just kind of weird. And I think they about Probably
1: that. demoed it at that okay. time. Okay. That's what I'm gonna Fair believe. Um, you know, I, I think I'd heard all of it. Yeah. At least what was on there. Um, I'm trying to think. No, no, no. There is that one instrumental with, uh God, it's. I I'm sorry. I just I should have brought the record down here. Uh, that was new to me. Um, or at least if I had heard it, I hadn't tucked sure. it away. But it was recorded with almost like a clean electric, almost like it was a, directly plugged into a the board or something. So it's a little not the greatest recording, but it's kind of fun. I, it kind of showcases Eric Carr. And, that was that's always something I like to get into, but yeah, I, I the 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 story in the booklet doesn't give you much unless you dive into like the, how they created the the artwork and some of the alternate ideas they had. That was kind of fun, but uh, it is the pictures in there, especially some of the live shots from that tour, because there isn't a ton out there. Um, and in, yeah, even the live shows uh, that that the I think it's picked from three. There's it, it sounds pretty good.
4: Yeah, no, I mean. I mean- uh, I'll just, I'll just end this part with, unless you have anything more. No. But uh, just the fact that just going back to the album, listening to it in full again, it's just, you know, it's just talk about a botched release and timing. I mean, it yeah. just, it's, it's a great album period. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. it, it stands up in its own merit, take all the packaging, strip everything away. It's a, just a great hard rock record period. So,
1: yeah. I, and, and I know everybody likes to talk about the elder cause it was the domino right before this, but mm-hmm. Uh, and I've covered this. I'm just going to keep it short. Yep. Dynasty is what fucking killed Kiss and made this an album that didn't get hit. Sure. I know it was a successful record, had a top 10 hit, but that was when the fans in large masses went, I'm out. Right. And then because I think Unmasked is an amazing record. And maybe if they just had it more rocky, but the songs in that are just front to end. I get why people don't like the Elder, even though I do, and, and as a Kiss fan. But at that point, it was fucking toast anyway. They they could have released Creatures, and I think it would have done about as well. But no, uh, I think that's my personal yeah. opinion.
4: Yeah, and 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 when I was getting into Kiss, I couldn't even I didn't even know that Unmasked and Elder existed for a very long time. I mean, those were just vanished right. off of shelves. So yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's let's talk about some more uh, new old music, if we could. Uh, well, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, you I'm go. pull...
1: Oh, I, I'm going to pull an LC here um, because i, I bought a, a handful of deluxe reissues this year, um, and yeah, let's. Well, maybe we're touching that a little bit. Like it, it, it is kind of getting to be a boom industry. I know Metallica's done a bunch of them. That for they're doing theirs like in a way that makes sense, though. Kiss seems to just scatter shot around. I don't think they're actually involved. But as long you know, I really don't care if the product's good. But Metallica started with uh, Kill 'Em All and has worked their way through. I believe they have stopped at the Black Album is the last one they've done. Okay. But you know it's these these things where they're just giant fucking boxes with just tons of bonus stuff. Um, everybody's kind of familiar with it if they listen. If you're the type of person that listens to our show, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, I did. I've, typically, these things are priced out of my personal interest. You know what I mean? I I think uh, the Metallica Black album was one I was close to on because that came with like God just a ton right ton of stuff. But it was it was about two hundred dollars. And this Creatures set we just talked about. Um, I was glad that they offered something like the three record one that I bought, you know, kind of a that isn't at the bottom, just one record remastered, and it isn't the the entire massive box. So, but there was a uh, Black Sabbath done a bunch of them too. And by the way, I, maybe this is the time I'm, I officially make this announcement. I think about two months ago, Black Sabbath became my favorite band over Kiss. Uh, I just I listen to them way more than I listen to Kiss nowadays. Uh, wow! <laughs> right. I, I Congratulations, I add, I Black add, Sabbath. I got to add the explosion. Okay. <laughs> this one actually came out at the end of 2021, but I didn't buy it till about the middle of summer. My favorite Black Sabbath album, *Sabotage*, got the del- the super deluxe edition. And there was a vinyl one that was still kind of a little pricey for me. I think it was just a little over $100, but I did pick up the CD uh, version of it for 60 And it is really cool. It got a hardcover book that came with it.
4: Can I tell you that, that I think the Black Sabbath might be my favorite band right now, too? Oh, really? Yes. So I got, I just want this again, since you're pulling an LC, I'm just going to pull this one out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So on Thanksgiving. When I was good and drunk, you know you're good and drunk when you, when you talk to a person you don't know that much and go, hey, uh, you want to come on downstairs and listen to some Black Sabbath? <laughs> <laughs> because this fucking thing, it was like I heard this green Solar soul rock and roll Walmart deal. It was like I heard War Pigs for the first fucking time on this this the 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 vinyl of this and just in general I'm guessing that all Sabbath vinyl oh my fucking lord like I think that War Pigs should be used to like calibrate your stereo because all that like space and everything during it I just is amazing I listened to snow it was like I heard Snowblind for the first time I know what you're saying when you go back into those and really hear how well they've they've done reproducing them yes. That's all I want to say.
1: I don't I haven't bought I don't think I have any of their uh vinyl reissues. I have mostly Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, no, I have a couple. I have like Technical Ecstasy for some reason. Okay. And I did I did buy a recent pressing of Sabotage in the last couple of years. I'm just trying I'm cycling through my collection in my head here cuz I have a few old pressings, you know, like Born Again, 7 Star, I have the original pressings of those, Paranoid. Oh, God. I have all of them on CD, um, but anyway. And, po- uh, point
4: being is I just went there, and, and I was like, oh, my God, all the time changes. and It just sounds phenomenal, uh, so I get I it. I don't own that record because I have well, every song why, Yeah, on you have every. No, I get that. It, yeah. It's just that they did a good job with it is my point. But uh,
1: and, and, and I say this without uh, pointing fingers because I'm guilty of it. There is a certain – talk about selling your soul. Buying vinyl at Walmart just kind of – it just doesn't even feel good. It, it's like, well, it was only 15 bucks, you know, but God, when, when they started, it's like it goes against the whole Record Store Day premise. It's like, hey, stores like Walmart are fucking killing us. This one day saves us. And then Walmart's like, we're doing it too. It's like,
4: God, <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I did. Like I said, I had so many. I was like, I just feel bad. And I put a lot of them back and left. I was like, I don't need all this. yeah But anyway, yeah, I, uh, look, so
1: I, I bought them too.
4: Man. So going on to another one that both of us got, the the Beatles yeah
1: yeah the the uh so jill's Martin was put in charge of doing all this stuff he 's george martin's kid he's done all of these and they they sound just incredible everyone they got. They thought they were done because basically uh i't i'm not a great Beatles mind but basically starting from the, the 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 most recent records working back, they had to stop at a certain point because of the way the records were were recorded from that point all the way back to the beginning of the band, and that is basically almost live in the studio to a stereo tape. And then you know maybe some overdubs, but but uh, the finished master is all they have, and everything is there. In other words, you can't just slide up uh, Paul's vocal. You can't you can't put uh, Ringo's snare drum a little more to the left, uh, right? Because everything is where it is. Uh, but technology has kind of advanced to where there is software now that basically can uh, separate all that stuff and give it to you raw. And then you can be just start fresh with your own mix, and that's what they did. This is the first time that I'm aware of that this has been done for one of these these deluxe reissues. Um, uh, that same issue, by the way, is why, you know, on that Destroyer re... What was it called? Resurrected? Yeah. Uh, that the drums, basically, all he can do is EQ them differently. It might, you know... But the, the the levels of the drums are identical to what's on the original thing. He could do nothing, so... Um, because Bob Ezrin has to record drums into a stereo mix for live for some reason but
4: that's called recording wet i believe
1: uh no recording wet is when you have the uh the effect on it damn it um, god you, damn it yeah but nice try though so yeah uh i was interested to hear this one because it's not actually one of my favorite beatles records and uh, but I, I read about it and I saw like how they did it. And then I have like the last reissue they did on CD. So I wanted to compare the two and yeah, it's, it's a step up. I'd have to say,
4: yeah, I thought it was fun listening to it and you hear some differences in tax man.
1: is probably the biggest example yep. of, of them messing with it. You know, the original version has things almost Van Halen pants. Right. Um, so. Yep. That one. And then tomorrow never knows, you know, this Maybe is... Jills Martin can do the Van Halen albums, the Ted temple. Please. One. Go, yeah, do, do, do all the. Uh, you know what? He just needs to do all. We just need to
4: send him a request list. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, the whole Love Hate album could really use a remix, don't you think?
1: Which one is that? I don't know. Does anything by Jizzy Pearl send a Jill's Martin? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was a pull. Sorry. Uh, <laughs>
4: the L.A. Guns first two albums need a nice refresh. Come on.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I think a lot of that 80s stuff could use. Uh, if you could isolate those that snare drum, just, you'd, you'd make them a lot more time. Yeah, sound just get into. it
4: out of there. I hear you.
1: No, fix it. You need the fucking snare, but it doesn't have to sound like, like it does. No, just no snare.
4: No snare. Okay. What do you think? Keep
1: going. Hey, you know, you did touch on something. Uh, All these deluxe box, that's the only place you can find the 5.1 mixes, and that does kind of piss me off because I don't live anywhere near somebody that's buying these (laughs) things. So if if you are listening to this and you're in the Twin Cities metro area and you have either Destroyer or Creatures of the Night uh, and you bought the big box, let's hang out sometime. Come over to my house. We're going to fire that baby up. I got to hear that 5.1 mix. (laughs) Is that the Blu-ray version or whatever it is? Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. So other bands that did their own kind of deluxe, super deluxe, they all have weird names for these things. But they all—it's almost like Hulu Plus. All these things have a plus. They all have super deluxe or deluxe or something in there. The Stone Temple Pilots, uh, their debut record core, they did a six-disc remaster with demos, alternate live versions, all sorts of shit. The, the, all these kind of come with the standard shit stuff they recorded at the time, and then maybe uh, some live shows, possibly a five-point-one mix like they have in the the Pink Floyd Animals deluxe set. I don't know why, but for about 10 seconds, I was sort of interested in the John Cougar Mellencamp Scarecrow record that has, like, some seven discs set out now. Mm. Um, But I I think you just
4: wanted a a good source material to do another uh – Cobras and Fire, uh, Papers and Fire cover, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, is that? No, that's on a different record. That's on Lonesome Jubilee. Ah, just go with it. Oh, God, how the fuck do I yeah, know exactly. that? That's what I mean. Uh, I don't think. Guns and Roses uh, did their treatment of that to use your illusions what one and two. Uh, that that one, I'm actually going to say why? Why? Uh, I, I read I read Slash's book, and they're like basically everything we had recorded <laughs> is on those two records. It's just live um, bullshit. I and uh, yeah. yeah. It, and toys and trinkets Whatever. and all that stuff. And, you know, that, that's kind of the big ones with the, the reissues. There was a ton I mean, more that maybe that I don't think our listeners are terribly interested in. What do you got?
4: No, I mean, just just the, the – as far as uh, this one,
1: again, it, it fell I, – I think
4: it was last year or something like that. But just another one, rediscovering uh, Stone till Pines, like you mentioned, purple, fucking meat plow. <laughs> Love the name of that song. I got
1: the Walmart exclusive sticker. Oh on yes, it. I know.
4: That's something. Yeah, that's a hype sticker you don't want. But uh, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be taking it off. I'll be taking it off. But but like uh, sure, that lounge fly and fucking meat plow. Like those two tracks. Like I hadn't heard them in a while, and I just just a uh, I forgot how great that album is. Dirt got it. Sounds solid. I mean, there's nothing Still really.
1: pulled the trigger on that one. I'm not sure because that's an album I love. But every time I see it in the wild, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Do I need it on vinyl? Yeah. I'm running out of room. <laughs> I hear you.
4: And it's another one that that why not just do the gatefold. It holds two albums, but it's just a sleeve. That kind of deal. A little yeah. cost cutting there. Uh, I haven't fired this thing up, but I'm interested in hearing it. Have you heard the Dio re- remix? I have I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet.
1: You know, but... I forgot about that. No. I do want to hear it.
4: Okay. That that one I'm I'm curious about checking out. And uh, you know, and both of us uh, you know. Not brand new, but, but it was fun listening to the debut by Skid Row again. Getting that on uh, and listening to it. Do you, do you still? I think Sounds that's, solid. Sounds solid. But that's that's pretty much on that end. We can move on from old old music and get into some actual new ones that are released. But uh, I think it pretty much. But if you're a Beatles, just to go back to the Beatles, too. I mean, I think this all happened in the same year. The Get back was earlier this year, or was it last year when that came out?
1: It was last year. Was it was it? Bri- this time last this year. This time last yeah. year, and right okay, and right before that, Hulu did that three part thing with uh, Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin. That was really cool.
4: Yeah. So just in the last, let's just say, twelve to eighteen months, what a what a just a a flow of of great has come out from the archives yeah. is what I mean as a fan. And
1: I think about it, I'm not sure when the White Album came out. Maybe it was around that. I it, it has seems to like it was. Year. It, yeah. Yeah.
4: But. So, uh, But hopefully they keep coming out with, uh, I mean, mean, how many many albums are left that they have to redo? (laughs) I think they
1: have. Well, now they can do them all. That's true. And again, I I think it's about half. And I thought there was 13 studio records. So maybe there's six Mm -hmm. or seven left they can do. I don't know. I mean, look, I only bought the White Album because it's one of my favorite ones. Because you haven't bought any of these super deluxe ones. Like I'm talking $200 or more, right? Nothing Mm -hmm. like that. Right. Right. Same here. Is there a record that if done right that you have enough attachment to that you would actually pony up like something like that? Because I know we both could do it without, you know, ha- selling a car. For me it's always the ROI and how much I really want it.
4: The answer to that is is twofold. First first, if they have an in-between level like the creature's one that you got mm-hmm that's probably where I'm going to land. Cause if I look at all the track listing and, and me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to check yeah. some of the experiments. I'm like, really what's on those, those discs is all you really need. The rest of it's almost like use once and destroy. They kind of really yeah. put the good stuff on it. Um, so, and then, then when it comes to the luck stuff is like, I'm not a lot of like a lot of it is kind of like things I'd like to see, an unboxing video or at my buddy's house one time. Like a lot of it's just a bunch of like, I remember when Sinzak was unboxing it on Friday night live, he goes, this is a lot of paper goods. Yeah. <laughs> Some comment like this is a lot of printing and, and it's beautiful seeing it once well, that's
1: what the naysayers would say in the comment section. Sure. Like, I'm not going to pay that much for five CDs and a bunch of paper.
4: And that, that one that would have had to be five vinyls and all that stuff. It wouldn't I, I I thought it was weird that they put yeah, the CDs Yeah, I still think that.
1: that price on that is come on, man. Yeah. You're $100 more than things that give you twice as much. But like I said, I I think I mentioned it, uh I, I don't know if we did this on air or not, but uh a true Kiss fan would have been happy with half as much for twice the price, <laughs> That's right? Don't bitch. Otherwise, you you're not a real fan if if you don't agree. That's true. With yeah,
4: in Dubai they're just still mastering it. Um, so the but but going going to that it's 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 difficult to say like for me it would have to be something where it's it's the pristine um I, I'm sorry I don't I just don't have a quick answer for that on there but but for any album of that of that nature um mm-hmm. would be something of that nature would be the 5.1 the the Dolby like all these different formats yeah. where I could just like immerse myself in the album itself plus some bonus shit, but that would have to be an essential part of that package, I guess. What about you or some kind of like,
1: yeah. And well, when I say done, right. I mean, that means it's done. If it's got exactly what you want. Um, Cause to me, that was uh, one of the easy, the, the creatures box that made it easy to pull away when I saw it was just five CDs. Right. I'm like, all right, right. That's not even a $5 investment physically. Right. Right, and that is what you're selling is supposed to be the music. So, is the rest of that shit worth two hundred and ninety five dollars to me, um, or you know, because people like to share sales? Oh, look, it was on Amazon. I got it for two hundred forty nine. By the way, that sale is over. Uh, it's just uh, anyway, hotter than hell. I think I don't know that there's enough that they could actually pull, but let's assume there is. If they had like an album worth of like outtakes and demos, a couple live shows from that era. But yeah, if they do something like, like they did with creatures and a mid tier thing. Yeah. I'm all in.
4: Yeah. that That's what it is mostly for me. So it'd be like the, the, the immersive sound. And also, you know, what? I'm a sucker for a big ass booklet too. If it has a big, big, a uh, thick, like, like mm-hmm. they did on that deluxe one, that does kind of get my motor going for a lot of bands okay. too, is the whole, those kind of additions. So as far as paper goods go, I like it if it's in a book format. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, nah, I'll go back to it. I think I meant, glossed over it. I was surprised at the in-depth of the book that came with the, the Creatures 3 vinyl. Because I know they were doing a really, it's not not as in-depth as the one you're going to get with that, that $300 box, I don't right. think. Um, but it's, it's like 16 pages, and it's the size of the record. Um, I wasn't expecting that at all. And then, yeah, I have three slip cases, all with different art on both sides. Just all sorts of real real cool. Very happy with my purchase. And I can't always say that about something I got from Kiss Online. (laughs) ¶¶
4: All right, so before we talk about some new releases, let's uh let's give respect to those in rock that have passed.
1: Mm, I, how about gone but not forgotten. There you go. Mm, all right. Yeah, this is an incomplete list, so people please don't come back at me and uh say I missed somebody cuz I'm going to miss somebody. Uh so if I did it was not uh, a disrespect. So uh yeah, uh Ronnie Spector of course from the Ronettes uh be my little baby. I think she appeared on uh, what's that? The Eddie Money song. So she passed away uh, January twelfth. Actually, I'm I'm not doing the dates, man. <laughs> Meatloaf. Uh, we lost the great Meatloaf. Um, he uh, earlier this year as well. Mark Lonigan of Screaming Trees uh, gave. I think Taylor Hawkins, of course, that was a big one. Uh, t- took all the headlines basically, but uh, amazing tribute concert that they did there. Alec John Such, uh, bass player from Bon Jovi. Uh, two guys from Nazareth, Manny Charlton, um, and then just recently, in the last week or so, uh, Dan McCaffrey. Um, so there isn't much left there. Uh, Michael James Jackson, we were, we were just talking about Creatures of the Night. Uh, he, he died earlier this year. Uh, producer of, the, of that record, and Lick It Up. Lick It Up might be an album I get a deluxe edition for. Olivia Newton-John. Uh, Steve Grimmett from uh, Grim Reaper. Uh, he, he passed away earlier this year. Coolio. It's hard not to giggle. He's such a character, man. Um, hot ones, Jerry. Yeah, his hot ones was amazing. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, D.H. Uh, Pallegro from uh, Dead Kennedys, uh, a band from my punk time. Uh, and you recently got to see a, a poster of theirs at a record store at your stop here in Minnesota. Oh, uh, that made that made the day for me. Um, not me. Uh, and th- and then just this morning or last night, I think it was, I, I saw that Irene Cara of. Uh, uh, that What A Feeling song from Flashdance is uh, no longer with us. So, uh, oh, And I'd like to add on a less serious uh, gone, for, gone But Not Forgotten, but one of my favorite bands of recent, Ilk Piston, broke up this year. I was disappointed in that. I was really looking forward to what was next music-wise from them. Uh, uh, you're an English band um, that we featured on the show, but yep. their last album I think came out in 2019. But, uh, yeah, bummed about that uh, they uh just had a real promising hard rock sound, amazing singer, so t- tough to hear about that one.
4: gone, but not forgotten, yeah, I should also mention too that uh that I thought that they were done quite a while ago because they didn't put anything out that I've liked in about ten years, but The sword as you like to pronounce pronounce them, they also <laughs> broke up out of lack of interest,
1: yeah, I forgot about that, yeah, that was actually pretty recently they announced that
4: I do like their album apocryphon, mostly because I like being able to pronounce it properly. I'm going to kick this off with with not my two biggest disappointments because I love, I like to embrace the negativity, okay? It flows through me. It gets me fired up. Is that okay? Can we do
1: that? It is. Can we mention this is kind of a precursor to our top five episode coming up? Of so course. So these are basically, spoiler alert, these records didn't make it.
4: They did not. No, and I'm going to start off with with uh, two bands that that uh, one that I've loved for quite a while, and one that I've grown to love over the last couple of years with their their previous release and some EP work and things like that that they put out. But this is my biggest disappointment of the year, and that is and I've given it can, many. Can spins. I make a quick guess? Yeah, go. Uh,
1: I wanted to, Kid Rock. <laughs>
4: forgot that he <laughs> had an album come out <laughs> but no that's not on the list
1: <laughs> okay i i'm i'll step aside now.
4: by the way uh I, that that kid rock did put out an album and uh uh friend of the show chris uh said that is an album that sounds like it was made by committee like every single song is to target a certain group of people like, the, 100%. <laughs> you, did you give it a spin at all? Because it's fucking horrible.
1: No, no. You said you were, the, you said you were doing that one. So I oh, thought that's i right. have to listen. Okay, to I, it.
4: I did it. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember anything from it. Anyway, so that's not the one. <laughs> do, you have another, do you have another guess? Do you have a second guess?
1: No, no, no. I was, uh, that was, that's it? I, I knew it wasn't going to be Kid Rock.
4: Love the artwork on this. Love the pre-release hype. All that. But, man, I just l- spun it again several times last week. Ghost. That that did not that that missed the mark for me big time this year. And
1: Several times this last week, I'm calling bullshit on that. I did because I had this huge list. So I decided to prepare for this. I made a playlist
4: of. Of uh, 2022 songs that is t- that says it's 26 hours <laughs> long. <laughs> 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 that I was amazed at that it has like 35 albums or something like that on it. That's one of them. And and I mean yeah. I'm not telling you I didn't skip my friend, but I I, I tried. Yeah, okay. Even right. songs like even songs like Watcher in the Sky that have parts that I like but are way too fucking long and just go on forever. So it's, something's just amiss with this album. It's like they took prequel and they just they just shit the bed with it so
1: i'm with you here uh this is on my list of uh it would it maybe it would have made it top 10 but that largely is because i think the album is kind of dead uh it's it's worse this year than last year but we're talking about ghost uh and i i that little sunshine song has has kind of grown on me a little Mm -hmm. bit but i there's just nothing nothing really pulls you in you know what i mean And the fact of the matter is you just mentioned a song, and I'm like, I don't know how that one goes. Um, And I was pumped as hell for this one. This is one of those releases, too, that I was kind of irritated that like there should be a place, and maybe there is, and I'm just an old guy who doesn't know where to go. So if you can help a guy out, if there is. When these releases come out, let me know which places have which so I can pick which one I want. I just went and grabbed it at Target, and then I get home, and I see like, my phone knows that I just bought the record, so of course now it's advertising You know, go to this place, go to that place, and you get these different variants and all that stuff. Um, Because I I don't like solid color vinyl. I want black or something translucent. Those tend to sound a little more pristine to me. Um, That said, disappointing this record. It's one of the reasons why I bought CDs for the latest Ozzy and Megadeth and Slipknot releases and stayed away from vinyl.
0: Gotcha. I just
1: yeah. I want to hear it. I don't want to spend thirty five bucks to find out I hate it.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of good tracks like Spillways, but they all kind of sound it. it they're they're in this zone where it almost sounds like they're kind of parodying themselves ish. Like it's I don't know. There's something not true where the last one was like a perfect zone for me uh, with with uh, that zone. Anyway, so that's that's Ghost, um, and the other one that was a big swing and a miss for me, and it hits all those things that that should that I should like, which is a tight album. You know, right at 35 minutes long. You know. Yeah. Uh, Nine or ten songs, that kind of zone. Beautiful but
1: packaging again.
4: Beautiful packaging. If you're if you're guessing what I'm about to say, and that is Clutch. Like Clutch's Clutches released this year. Slaughter Slaughter oh. Beach was just a miss for me. And there's maybe it's a definition of three or four good songs. And the first time, the third time I've seen Clutch was this year. And I saw them at a packed place. Love to see that that rock is being represented. There was like helmet opened. There was like four thousand people at the Fillmore here, and but the worst live show that I've seen. And part of it was the, place, the, the fact that they played like five or six songs off this new album. It just it wasn't. It was the, the least of the Clutch shows too. So that's a swing and a miss for me. Um, but there are some great I tracks heard on that it.
1: One, uh, go ahead. I, I, I don't know what it is with Clutch, but they come and go, and because I think they're an amazing band. Yeah, I've seen them live. Three or four times, and they always fucking kill it. Uh, There's so many of their songs that when I hear them, like God, I got to get this record. Then I never do. I'm almost like the reason Clutch, like I represent the general population where it's just like we should like you more than like I don't like to use that term underrated too much. This is a band that probably should be a little bit bigger than they are. And again, I didn't even listen to this new record. I don't know why. I saw it came out. I was like, I got to check that out. Never did. So yeah, but a jam. I don't need to. Well. It's,
4: uh, you know what? Just check out one track I recommend is Mountain of Bone. And I just
1: love the name of that, too. <laughs> I don't know why. You know why. Oh, yeah.
4: My turn? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the first two. Those are the two big, biggest swing and misses for me. All
1: right. Despite the lead single uh, telling me otherwise, I was actually pretty excited for this release. What I'm getting at is that they released a song, I don't know, about seven months before it came out, and I was like, eh... And it never really grew on me. finally came out, and I, I went to a local independent record store because this is not an album you're going to get at Target. It's just, you know, it, it, it's not Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's the new Skid Row. Gang's all here. Um, I, I went out and got it the, the Saturday after release day. and I picked up the CD again. I looked at the vinyl for a second. I'm like, I'm going to get the CD. It was a wise move. Um, I have given this way too many fucking spins uh, in the in the month or so it's been out. I just I keep trying it sounds great, it really does, and honestly, this singer fucking just kills it on this album. These songs are just boring and forgettable, and the the thing is like this is a band that hasn't changed their set list in about twenty years, and I'm kind of bored of seeing them and the idea that maybe you can inf-, inf you know influx some new music into the set list was kind of encouraging, and I do not want to hear a single one of these songs. Uh, there, I I, I want to hear Rachel Boland do that fucking Ramones cover one more time before we, we, we do anything off this <laughs> you album. You want to
4: hear Psychotherapy? I, or I think yeah, I just,
1: does. I just don't. I, I think it's too bad because the production is, is at least solid. I think the guitars cut better than they have since basically Slave to the Grime. This might be the Agreed. best sounding, sounding record Easily. since then. Um, um And that, that new singer, Eric Wallingrod or whatever, he fucking he delivers man uh so kudos for that uh so i'm sure the live show is fine but i just i don't this record flopped for me
4: yeah this 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 album made me want to see skid row again live if they come around because of the the singer but as far as i'll just echo everything you just said i did the same thing like hell or high water i was like sounds all right you know the gang's out here Sounds all right. The songs are just not there. It, but the, but production, they did everything. They put in the effort this time, but unfortunately the song grinding wasn't there. In fact, to that end, like I I listened to it and I'm like, what happened with Slave to the Grind? It was like one of those lightning in a bottle like situations. Like I'm like, how is that this the same fucking band that put this out? You know what I mean? It's just it's
1: just it ha- ha- that happens all the time. Right. It really does. I know.
4: But it's just like all those elements are still there. The the guitars sound good, but it's just the the songs just aren't there. Period.
1: You know, it's it's like a simulacrum of what they think Skid Row is. There you go. And and it's they're they're just trying to what did what did we write on the first record? There's a couple moments where it seemed like they tried to get like like that Susie, What's the bluesy doing? You know, so that, yeah, Yeah. You know, I just be who you are now is always the best path. Uh, even if it doesn't, I mean, first of all, you're not going to sell any fucking records nowadays anyway. Right. Why are you trying to recreate like, man, if we do this, we can go platinum boys. No, no. So just, just be who you are, write What you know. And if you're still fucking the same guy mentally <laughs> as you were 35 years ago, well, that's probably why this shit sucks. Yeah. So. I, I just, I
4: just think that they, they need a singer that they can't get along with for it to make a good album. Basically. Hey, maybe that's what it is. But, seriously, uh, but uh, um, but it's just I, I'm I'm proud of you. I was wondering if this one you hadn't said a goddamn thing since it came out, so I figured maybe it was a swing and a miss for you. But
1: sometimes, oddly enough, too, I, I yeah. honestly, there was no design there, but uh, maybe because I was so bored with it. Yep, and then uh, one more that I, I don't it's think it's a Sonic it's probably, Boom. Can we call that the Sonic Boom album? Yeah, it's very much like Sonic Boom, where they're just trying to recreate what they think Kiss was, you know, the what, yeah, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, they're just not that anymore. Right. You know, be who, again. I always say, be who you are now. Slipknot released another record that – this is back-to-back. Uh, it doesn't sound like I'll have to worry about investing in them too much longer. Clown, one of the members, is saying that they're only going to release s- singles <laughs> from this point on. And Corey Taylor responded with, well, with nine guys in the band, you can't get everybody to agree on anything. What that Give me means, some other knows, names. But- what,
4: what, did, did any other people with, with funny names make comments? What's some of the well, they,
1: names? No, I mean, they, just, they all go by their, their real names other than zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> okay. So, so sorry. I Sean Cran is his real name but yeah, he calls himself Clown. He he's the one that wears a clown mask. This record just it was, you know what, it was very experimental and I, at least I appreciate the unlike Skid Row. They're trying to do something. They're trying to grow. And I do think uh music like Slipknot is hard to do 25 years after you start. Sure. And, you know, from just everything, from the guitars to the singing. Well, they have a younger drummer now, so that, that probably isn't an issue uh, there. But there just isn't a lot of the qualities that I like in Slipknot on this one. But I do feel that they're trying to kind of broaden out. It's it's almost proggy at times. But I I was just bored. I, I tried to put – I couldn't – I was in preparation for this. This is how much I, I don't like this record. I, I was going to listen to it one more time, and I was like – Eh, I'm not I'm not gonna I just quit I had the CD out and I was about to slide it into the slot and I'm like I'm gonna put something else in. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm guessing you haven't heard a thing off this thing.
4: No, but the the worst the worst thing you can ever say about a band you will listen to is when you're bored, when it's just bad. Like like yeah. like boring ACDC is the worst, for example. <laughs> just bad A C D C is what it is like. That's yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything more boring, you know? So all right. Okay. Well, uh, you want go? I have me to some go? other. I have. You, a, yeah. What do you got here? You keep going. Yeah. Well, I just figured we'd, we'd fire back two or three at a time. That works. As you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Shooter Jennings. Uh, I find him to be a pretty big curiosity because he not only is a country, but he, you know, he hooked up with Marilyn Manson, did an album two years ago that uh, that I liked his work on, and I just think he's a all around interesting producer. And he connected with somebody that should be a complete clusterfuck. But I I legit like half of this album, and yes, it's the first side, <laughs> and that is the collaboration. I'm not even sure if it's. I think it's just called Yellow Wolf and Shooter Jennings, and it's called Some, Sometimes Why. And uh, if you're not familiar, Yellow Wolf's kind of a ish Eminem rapper. type of rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper on this. There's no rapping except for like one song, but it's almost like a wow, like a like almost like a not rapping more like a poetry reading with some rock guitars in the background but this thing is a fucking banger there's a song called rock and roll baby there's another one that's called make me a believer that reminds me of glorious sons no bullshit this thing works it works and then it horribly does not work on the second half but i do recommend if you're interested in shooter jennings in general um, check it out the band is phenomenal that's on it but again that's called sometimes why That was a, like a surprise for the year. And then, um, just some mentions, Billy Talent, Crisis of Faith. If you're a fan of this band, this is, a, I would say, a, a solid album, but did not make my top five. I do recommend checking that one out. They also have a collaboration with uh, Rivers Cuomo on it as well uh, that I enjoyed. And... This is maybe one of my favorite songs of the year, but for now, album again, that did not make my top five from a guy that's praised constantly by a friend of the show, Rob, Frank Turner, who's like rock, uh, I don't know, punk, folk. He's all over the place. But there's a song called The Gathering that's just about the when COVID ends and all of us are back into an arena and just the, the power and, and enjoyment of that. So, have you, ch- I'll just start to you, have you ch- heard or checked out any of those that I just mentioned?
1: Not yet. Cool. I, I'll probably check out the Shooter Jenny one uh, with Yellow Wolf quicker than the other ones. but Sure. Uh, uh, they're in the queue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my turn? Absolutely. All right. Well, keeping on the I, kind of in the where you were going, there really wasn't anything that popped for me that didn't make my top five, um, even with like a, a song here and there. Uh, Def Leppard released their their latest record, Diamonds, uh, Diamond Star Halos. And I forgot about that a, already. It was okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was just another kind of boring version of what Def Leppard did. You know, to their credit, I I don't think they were trying to recreate Pyromania or Hysteria. You know what I mean? They were just doing what they're doing now. It's a little more in that um, oh, it's a Joe Elliott likes that seventy that mid 70s kind of glam rock yeah you know, stuff. Yeah, it very much has a T Rex vibe to it, but just that whole Ziggy kind of Stardust kind of vibe. Gotcha. Which I think they were going for with the packaging. They did a lot of promotional stuff ahead of this. Some old school website shit where you went to the website and, like, you clicked on a card and it would be one of the members telling you a message. And that really reminded me of, like, the early days of the internet. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, look what they're doing here, you know? But uh, Colin Oates. How about
4: some, something like Colin Oates? Come on, right?
1: Yeah. yeah okay. That's not a website. That's a, uh, a voicemail. I'm aware of that. The, I just met 80s, some yeah. old, old school stuff. So sorry. Uh, it seems like you missed the missed the feed there. I didn't. Uh, all right. Uh, Reich Digital Noise Alliance is their latest record. It's another one with their their singer um, uh, something, Todd, Todd Latour, I think is his name. Okay. Does a great job. This is actually a, a solid record. I like it better than the Def Leppard one as far as comparing it to their history. But, again, didn't really kind of crack my top ten. And then, I don't know. I mean, the Chili Peppers, you listen to these more than I did, but they released two albums, two double <laughs> albums this year. Um, yeah. And I didn't know until I heard that interview with Frushanti that Rick Rubin produced these again. Has yep. he produced everything since the Blood Sugar? It kind of sounded like it, but I, I really haven't paid attention.
4: I think for the most part, yes, there's one that had like a pill on the front of it that I think he did not. I can't remember what that was. But anything that you know, like he did Californication, he did the uh, Stadium Arcadium. He definitely did these last two. So I'll just say.
1: The only th- band that still seems to like working with him.
4: Yeah that seems to really like him from the interview yeah. that I listened to. Uh, yeah. f- uh, that uh, I think basically when Frusciante is there, he definitely is there. That's all I can say. All
1: right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't realize Frusciante dipped. I, I knew that before these records came out, but I didn't, until they announced that he was back in the band, I didn't realize he had left again. <laughs> right. No, I hear you.
4: I think when they played the, uh, when they lip synced the um, Super Bowl or whatever that was a couple of years ago, I think he was out again. And there's some random dude that was on guitar Whatever. That wasn't playing Uh, guitar.
1: (laughs) All right, uh, so then just a couple more kind of honorable mentions. Things that I at least put on the list to consider. I don't know how much I actually considered any of these, but uh, a couple all kind of tied together because my thoughts are kind of the same on both. The Scorpions and Striper both released records this year that I listened to uh, I think at least twice on both of them. And all the way through, I think these are solid, really good records for fans of these bands. I think it just turns out I'm not that big of a Scorpions fan, and uh, look, I, it's not like I, they don't have anything I don't enjoy. I just couldn't find any real criticism of this this record. I I thought if you like this this it's it's a good fucking record. And Striper, kind of the same thing. I kind of like Michael Sweet away from Striper more than I do like his work with Striper for whatever reason. It's just they're they're definitely more metal and heavy than they were in their heyday. Uh, you really don't get a lot of the ballad stuff anymore, and he's an amazing singer still. His guitar playing is top-notch. Nothing wrong there, um, but I just it just doesn't connect with me. I do hear that there's a new Sweet and Lynch uh, on the way, uh, for what that's worth. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought, uh, anyway, well, uh, maybe I'll, I'll dust off the old uh, pencil and write up another review if that's <laughs> It comes out, boy. Um, all right. So beyond that, just a couple more. Tony Martin uh, from Black Sabbath. He released a solo album that was basically as good as I thought it was going to be. I, I, I just it was pretty boring. It, it reminded me of his era of Black Sabbath. What about you?
4: I mean, for some reason, you know, I say this all the time, but I, I do think that there is a even a higher volume of music output from both vintage and. And new artists this year, but maybe it's the same amount. It just seemed like it was almost overwhelming going through this list this year. Almost like maybe COVID put it on pause a little bit. Maybe not.
1: It's because the Chili Peppers released seventy nine (laughs) songs. Oh,
4: is that what it is?
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) then
4: that's what it is. Good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That might be part of it.
4: But like for example, I I again here's another honorable mention. I enjoy this. I recommend it. It's just not my top five, and that is the uh, helicopters. Had a, a new release this year uh, called Eyes of Oblivion. It's a solid release, and that title track is a killer one. That one I recommend checking out. Hardcore Superstar made my top five two or three years ago. Not, that, not as good of a release, but it's called Abracadabra, which I always enjoy those kind of uh, titles. Um, that one came out. The Corey Taylor cover album I thought was okay. Okay. You, I and you're a big covers fan, so I mean, got to choose. I could I could never Didn't listen even to that listen version to it. again. No,
1: I'm sorry. You might, you no? might as well say okay. Hailstorm released a, a covers album. Uh I would have been just as interested. So gotcha.
4: Yeah. Uh, what I noticed on his thing is they did it once or twice for some songs. Like they did uh it's as it has like the Holder than thou cover on it, but then I think it ends with another Metallica song. But they do that in almost every single one of the covers where the outro is thirty seconds of another song. I'm like Okay, I got it the first time. It was kind of cool. Right. But you don't need to do it on each one. All right, Puppy. <laughs> Puppy put on an album. I, this one kind of, there is one song called The Kiss that sounds like Smashing Pumpkins that kicks ass, That I enjoyed. Audrey Horn put out an album called The Devil's Bell. Got the vinyl. I forgot about that. Fuck, fucking great album. They they uh, In the past, they've sounded a lot like Thin Lizzy. This time, they turned, turned up the Iron Maiden a lot. Um, more that's kind of the zone they're in
1: I gotta revisit that record yeah
4: it's a great fucking album nine tracks it has even even one of them is an instrumental and in, in it's and it's a solid instrumental so one of those things are like man is the vocals gonna kick in and it's over in like three minutes but it's like a Metallica beginning of a Metallica song or whatever but it's fucking badass highly recommend it was that would have this is that's the one that I'm like it, it almost was there <laughs> to bands you've probably never heard of. And that is one I discovered uh, from listening to other podcasts. I don't remember which one, but it's called Gunshine. That sounds like if Vince Neil, when he could sing, fronted Guns N' Roses. That's that's a good release. And also, you know I got to give him props. God love the Uncle Daddy, Minnesota Zone, Uncle Daddy. I have no idea when this album came out, but I discovered <laughs> it this year. I featured, yeah. featured a song, a song uh, here and there. I sent it to your home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gotta tell you, I keep listening to "Run with the Boys" that track. Okay. So those are those are my honorable mentions. I also say, as far as that that amount of outcome, were you aware that Slash came out with an album
1: this year? I was, yeah.
4: And t- creatively, title four. And I don't know anything from it. Of course, you cranked it up, right? To you get your Miles Kennedy dose.
1: I didn't go to this one once because, as long as that guy's singing, I just it's going to be a bad experience for Baco.
4: Yep. I'm just telling you, this is the things I've been listening to. Cruel, and in- you ever heard of the band The Cruel Intentions?
1: Uh, I heard the probably name, not. yeah. No, I've never heard anything by them.
4: Really? Okay. So it has the singer from Veins of, of of Jenna, and they put out an, an album this year. And uh, ah, not that bad, but it was, I, I listened to it and I was like, can this be the singer from Veins of Jenna? <laughs> and only I would recognize that.
1: I think Stevie Rochelle would be able to pull that, make that pull. Yeah, probably.
4: It pains me to say, and I'll leave it with this for for my wrap-up. but. We did a whole episode, my friend Aaron Kamara and I, but Ugly Kid Joe's release has a ridiculous name for it. Oh, Rad Wings of Destiny.
1: Not that rad. Okay. It's okay. Just okay. All right. But Dolly Parton supposedly is releasing a rock album next year uh, uh, to kind of justify her place in the Hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah? yeah. And I would like to make a prediction. Actually, it's not a prediction. I'm just going to proclaim it. If one of you fucks don't pick this record, it is going to be on my list of picks for March Badness. It's going to be the new Kid Rock. So there you have it. Oh, it is. Elsie, uh, Aaron, and Chris, if we all get together for March Badness this year, if you want it, you better take it first. Wow. <laughs> You're already calling it, huh? Uh, it's not going to be a one seed, no, unless one of you guys take it. But uh, it's going to be, it's, it's okay. going to make my final eight if it's still there. Any other mentions? No, no, no. Lyle, uh, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and get to the top five, buddy. Absolutely. All right. Rock is not dead.
4: I have 26 hours on my 2022 playlist to prove it.
3: To run
0: with the boys It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.